another special quick cast edition of Go Rangers Radio. Live from New York, baby. How's everybody doing Monday, December 9th? Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cufford. And now everybody, please say hello to your friend of mine, Mr. Kevin and Lori. KD, good afternoon, buddy. How you doing? Good, man. Feeling good. How you doing? I am Peachy Keen, baby. After a nice win in Vegas last night, five big goals, buddy. The kids are all right. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to score five goals, but uh, I think, uh, you know, I hate to rain on everyone's sort of parade here, but I don't know how sustainable, you know, waiting for uh, our boy, Georgie boy, to make 38 (laughs) saves a game uh, is going forward. (laughs) That's what his job is, baby. He's the wall. (laughs) We got him, man. We don't need him. (laughs) Trade everybody else, right? Put Valley in the nets. That's my idea. What do you think, pal? Oh, it's crazy. I mean, you know, we've been saying it for the last couple of uh, podcasts that it seems that the Rangers system is just let the other team shoot as much as possible um, on our goaltender. And to be honest, it's sort of it, it's working out because what's ironic is the probably one of the best defensive games they've played recently against Montreal. They lost. So maybe maybe the strategy is just let the other team shoot because it seems like we win when we do that. Our goaltenders are so good. They compensate for just what a dreadful defense we have. Well, that's what we talked about last week. Uh, we were talking about what kind of system are they playing. Well, uh, you know, I guess we're kind of figuring out here as far as when they win is just to kind of just, you know, open it up a little bit. I mean, we, we touched on – uh, you know, our defensemen, how offensively skilled they are. They were all involved last night on the goals, big time last night. And uh, it's just funny. You sit back and you see how these guys are playing. And, and George is just back there hanging out there and, and, and taking what comes at them. I mean, it's uh, it's it's so weird, man. But look, hey, bravo to the kids and, and, and the team just coming back after, uh, you know, they had the big uh, – the, they get out of Columbus there with that win. They're riding high a little bit, even though we, we, we beat up on them a little bit, as uh, you know, as far as to how they played in that game, which was kind of awful. Uh, you know, and then they lose at home there, and then they go down. So, you know, it's this uh, – you know, we've been talking about this, KD, the roller coaster, the pendulum swinging back and forth. We win, we lose. We win, we lose. Uh, and, and there they go. They do it again last night. They look like gangbusters. Hey, good start on the West Coast trip, buddy. You'll take it any day, right? Oh, yeah. And, and look, I said it the last time. You asked how I thought they would do on the California trip. I said the easy games are against the Kings and the Ducks and the hard games are against Vegas and the Sharks. So I said expect for them to win in Vegas and against the Sharks and, and lose to the Kings and the Ducks. So, you know, good good start so far as far as my predictions go. You but, are uh, is, you're the Swami, my friend. <laughs> what? You know what it is? I, I just pretty much fade whatever should happen, you know, because that's <laughs> – you know, on games they play well, they lose. Games they don't play well, they win. I mean, they didn't play well enough to win 5 nothing last night. But somehow, some way, they've gotten it done. And, I, and I'm trying to figure out if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But <laughs> I, I do find it funny. You know, you do mention about the offense um, that our, our back line is bringing to the table. And actually, our defense lead, lead the NHL in points. So it makes it even that much more sort of mystifying that we give up so many shots. I mean, our defensemen are in the are obviously in the offensive zone a lot. So you know, the fact that we're giving up this many shots is is even even that much more baffling. 
you know, I, I think sometimes we make the mistake, and I know I do, um, where we put all the, the sort of defensive woes on the sort of six-man unit, the six, you know, defensemen, where I, the, the forwards are doing a terrible job as well. There's no back chat. I mean, if you remember, I think it was the Columbus game. One of the Columbus players just went around Buchnevich. I mean, Buchnevich, I don't even think, put a, laid a finger on the guy right from the uh, from the boards, right out in front, scored. No one even touched him. So, you know, it's not like it's just defensemen where the issues are. It's actually at forward as well. The back check is just non-existent. In the, uh, in the game the other day against Montreal, Jesper Foss was coming into the defensive zone um, with Gallagher. Gallagher cuts to the net. Foss basically leaves him to go to another player who's just entering the zone. Gallagher makes a beeline to the far post, gets a, a, a cross-ice pass, and bangs it home. He was wide open. Why Foss doesn't go with him there is beyond me. And he's, he's the most responsible forward we have defensively. So it's, it's, it's a mess. Yeah, well, I believe uh, Jesper there is, is watching old tapes of the uh, Capitals-Rangers series where uh, Ronnie Greshner and uh, Johnny Drew spent a lot of time together. <laughs> Please don't bring up Drews. I still have nightmares about it. My childhood was ruined by that guy. I wake up in cold sweat still, shouting his name. I think if you look back on the history of that series, Greshner's like, anytime Drews was on the ice, Greshner was on the ice. It was horrible. I think it was a, one of the big uh, game winners, the series winners, too. We just kind of let him hang in there. Yeah, I mean, you know, so... This is what we were discussing here every week with this team. You know, they're learning. They're not learning. I talk about, you know, just general fundamental hockey. These kids have been, you know, they've all been playing since they were kids. Uh, you know, organized uh, hockey since they were, you know, in, in, in Bantam and all that other stuff. And here we all watch them in the pro league. And they're still making these general mistakes, which is, is basically league-wide as far as, you know, uh, as fans watching this game, you sit there and you scratch your head sometimes and you wonder why, you know, these guys just aren't completely focused in a, in a well-rounded game. Uh, but the, the, this comes down to the players and the individuals they aren't. And they call it smart hockey. Guys would, might have great hand skills and, and skating skills, but their head's not in it sometimes. And you, and you kind of sit there and scratch your head. You can only imagine what it's like for the coaches uh, you know, who are out there, you know, every day practicing with these guys and then different situations come up and then you see the same old thing. But I mean, I don't, I don't know how much we should continue to kind of womp, womp and whine here after, uh, you know, a pretty big win, uh, against a team that came into New York last week and kind of, you know, took the wind out of our sails. You know, you take the five goals last night, Panarin back in on the score sheet, 14 seconds later, Kreider gets in there, you know, two power play goals last night with Truba and, and Mika getting the deflection there at the end. Jack Jasper gets a goal last night, too, and, you know, you talk about um, how Georgiev is, is playing, and it's it's basically the same kind of thing we're, we're seeing every other game here, and, and I guess me and you have been talking about this a lot, where it's the same formula. Uh, real quick, I want to just uh, shout off a couple of things that Quinn had said last night. Uh, he felt the team got better as the game went on, uh, better puck management. Uh, they didn't give up too many odd man rushes. They were strong in the defense, defensive zone, something we laughed about and butchered them uh, against Columbus the other day. Uh, he had a, you know, he felt their third period was strong even with the lead. Um, you know, and he touched on there, you know, that he was asked about their offensive defenseman there, and he, and he kind of, uh, he's all for it in terms of them getting in, involved in the play. But he, he felt last night uh, the offense was better because they played better defensively. It was all off good defensive playing. 
And, uh, you know, again, what we're talking about here, the, the way they're able to they're, – they're winning after losses, which, you know, we've talked about, win one, lose one. As long as they stay in that mix, they'll be all right going through the rest of the season, I guess. And, again, Georgiev, and, um, and he likes the way he's rolling his four lines. And, and he, got, he gave a nice nod to McKegg, your boy there last night, McKegg, yeah. um, picking up some good ice time over almost 11 minutes, man. So he's, he's using everybody. Yeah, I think the and, and you know I've been pretty negative, and I think the last show I've been a little negative too. I just you know Who are I'm you? hoping to see. I know, right? I've been so positive all year, but uh, you know I, I just hope to see like just a little more progress with the team defensively, and it seems like it's going in the wrong direction. But having said all that, I mean somehow, some way, we're only four points out of a playoff spot with you know, games in hand or a game in hand. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not as, as terrible as you make it out there. They're not playing good hockey and they're still finding ways to win. And that's a good thing. They're res- like you mentioned, they're a resilient bunch. They seem to always bounce back after a, after a loss or a, a bad game. So, you know, there's definitely a lot of positives and it's a young team. Like you're going to expect these type of, so these defensive issues, these, these up and downs, the roller coaster ride that we, that we've been discussing, this is going to happen in a rebuild with a young team. So, you know, while I will be critical when, when we, when I have to be, or when we have to be, when the team is struggling defensively, I mean, we can't just always sit here and say, you know, unicorns and, and rainbows like we do. I mean, we gotta, we gotta criticize sometimes and, and the defense is, is an issue, but they are young. They're going to make young mistakes. And, and, and one of those mistakes was the other night in that Montreal game. You know, Lindgren, at the end of the game, he made that bad pass in the neutral zone, led to the turnover. They come back the other way. And instead of sticking to his man on the left side, he tried to do too much to compensate for the turnover. He, he went over to the guy that he turned the puck over to, but Fox was already on him. So what he did was he left his guy again alone on the far post. He had the rebound, and it was an easy goal. So, again, it's just a young player who, who's making a mistake, and you hope that when this team is ready to contend for a cup in a, cup in a couple of years, you know, these type of learning experiences are going to do Lindgren well. It's going to do Fox well. It's going to do all these youngsters well. So, you know, I, I'm still very excited with what's going on here. Um, I keep throwing these kids out here. Let them make all the mistakes now when this year means nothing. Um, maybe they sneak into the playoffs because our goaltending has been so fantastic this year and Panarin is putting the offense on his shoulder. Um, so, you know, that only good things can come of that getting in the playoffs. So, you know, the future is still bright despite my, uh, my negativity, um, <laughs> on the defensive end. Yeah, man. Hey, look, you know, you know, they were bottom of the league there a couple of weeks ago. I mean, they're, they're ranked around 18th in the league right now. Granted, there's, there's nine other teams, in that pack with them that are around 30, between 30 and 32 points. So, you know, as far as like the league, league wide, you know, and maybe, maybe that's a bad thing, I guess, you know, whether it's the parody or, or just you look at the, um, the inconsistency and, and, and just the weak kind of play league wide, you know, in that pack. I mean, like I said, that's, that's nine teams there that the Rangers are kind of right in there with. And then and just below that, you're talking teams that are like at 28 and, and 26 points. So, you know, this gets into the fact that if the Rangers can just stay in that pack and then obviously the division games coming up and step it up a little bit and try and, uh, you know, steal a few wins there. Uh, this gets back to you know us also touching on the fact that they have the talent. We see it. You saw it there last night. Uh, we see it shine in, in certain games. From the net out, 
And, like, everybody's talking about it. You know, we started talking about it the other night as far as, you know, Georgiev and Lundquist and, and Shostet. You say his name. Say his Come name, on, Shest Yorkin. Thank Come you on. very much. I'm still working on it, but nobody says it better you than in, you. I'm going to have to get you an interpreter over there. Yeah, what's, what are those language apps? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but, um, you know, so good problems to have with as far as, you know, what they're going to do with the goaltending. And, you know, they're, they're in the mix. So every night, you know, we're all tuning in as fans, and, and, and we, we can all f- certainly feel that they've got a good chance. They're just as good as anybody else right now to really kind of um, to get a win. Uh, they proved it last night going into Vegas. They've done it time and time again against some of the uh, other teams in the league. And, yes, they've, they've had a couple of stinkers, but it's been a long – we're kind of getting further away, KD, from uh, the Boston blowout and the Tampa Bay blowout. And we both talked about this. As long as they can keep learning from those experiences and move further away from it and, and take Georgiev, man, from that blowout against Tampa, man, he's been lights out. So he's definitely – that was probably a good thing uh, to happen to him. And we've and you just said it before, and, and I'm sure everybody – it's all obvious stuff. We're not professionals here in, in terms of stating the obvious. But um, if this team can continue to just learn from any bad outings uh, – and it's a long season, man. So I'm happy where they're at. Yeah, I mean, and and how about how the sort of goaltending situation now is has sort of blown up here? I mean, we brought it up last Wednesday just about sort of um, George Evans' waiver situation and and that uh, you know they won't be able to send him down to the AHL without him clearing waivers. And with the way he's playing now, um, you, they're going to have to make a decision. And and there's been a lot of debate. What do you do? Do you trade? Georgiev, is, he, is that the move? Is that the easy move to make so you don't have to deal with Lundqvist and, and potentially asking him to waive a new uh, no-move clause, which I don't know if he'd be willing to do, but you know, will all the Rangers ready to have that conversation with Lundqvist? Because to be honest, if you're going to trade Georgiev, there's no way you're going to get equal value for him right now. He's a goaltender. You just don't get that value. I mean, they'll be lucky to get a second-round pick for him. And you, know, you can't get that wrong. If you trade Georgiev, decide to keep Lundqvist, you bring up Shestjorkin, and say Shestjorkin struggles a little bit. You know, Lundqvist is getting older. He's going to be gone after next year. Georgiev goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, brings them home a cup. Man, you got some egg on your face. So, you know, you don't want to make the wrong decision here. You, 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 you set up with some nice goaltending depth. But, you know, a decision here could set you back a bit. You know, Shes Yorkin, when he comes up here, and, and you don't see it. I mean, he's one of the best AHL goaltenders right now, and he's only been in the league for a couple of months. So I'd be surprised if he did come up to the NHL and struggle. But, you know, the Rangers got to start thinking about this. You know, is and I cha- I, I'm going to be honest, I probably change my position on this every day because it's just so it, – it just racks my, my mind – you know, you don't want to see Lundqvist go. He's done so much for this organization. He has been the organization. He is the rock um, for the Rangers and, and for Ranger fans. And, you know, I, I threw something out there last night on Twitter about, you know, the smart move is probably getting rid of Lundqvist or, or looking to trade. I don't want to say get rid of that. sounds terrible. But, that is terrible, you know, it's the, it's I can't the, believe you said that. I know, right? Sorry. I just we just <laughs> lost like twenty listeners because I just said that. Twenty five hundred. Um, that's right, that's right. Um, so you know, losing Georgiev or trading Georgiev for a second round pick just doesn't seem seem like a good way to use your assets or you know, 
you want to get a lot for them. And if you can get a team, like I said, like Toronto, because um, they may be interested in a Lundqvist as well, or San Jose or the Avalanche, who may be looking for a veteran goaltender this year to get them over the hump, you know, maybe, you know, they'd be willing to take on some Alunquist salary. I mean, the Rangers would probably have to eat some of it themselves. That just seems like the smarter move to me because by the time this team is ready to contend, Lundqvist won't be on this team. So why would you get rid of Georgiev, who could potentially be the, the goalie who wins you that cup? I mean, he's been that good lately that, that you're now thinking, wow, is this guy going to be the heir apparent to Lundqvist? Maybe it isn't Chess Yorkin. So, you know, he, Georgiev has really made this a, a tough conversation um, for JD and for Gordon and for Ranger fans. I mean, I, the debates I've seen on Twitter this week have been, have been real passionate. Yeah, hey, look, it's all good. As the, one of our uh, themes here, it's all good, another good problem to have. But I think, uh, you know, J.D. and, and Gorton here, they, you know, you got to let this breathe a little more. Uh, I know we're hitting 30 games here. I don't know what the exact number is in terms of the split. Obviously, we got the waiver issue that you brought up last week and, and detailed so eloquently for us, and especially for me. Uh, but, you know, you have to see here what happens. I mean, uh, we still got to watch. You know, they could they could lose. The potential's there for them to lose five or six here in, 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 in a bunch. And, you know, we might have to see, uh, you know, different variables here as far as Georgiev and, and, and Hank and, and, and what's going forward here. I think the other thing that we talked about last week is is uh, getting Shesty up here. I'm going to call him Shesty from now on. Getting yeah, Shesty up here and, and, and maybe getting him a couple of games too just to see what happens. And, again, we also talked about hopefully there will be no, be no injuries. But I guess they got, they got to let this breathe here a little bit. There's no doubt about it. And uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to tell you right now, buddy, Georgiev going up Toronto. Anderson, yeah, has his weaknesses up there for the Leafs. But I'm telling you right now. The big problems are, are everybody else on that squad up in Toronto. It's a bunch of pretty boys up there with all that talent and all that money, and they can't get it going. And even their new coach is having the same problems that Babcock have. So uh, I don't think a goaltender is necessarily going to bring the Toronto Maple Leafs a cup. Uh, I think there's a lot of other things that they have to figure out up there. And they, they, got, they got big problems up there, and they're trailing us right now. And they got a boatload of money on that ice. And I, I would, I would think that would be terrible to send a guy like Georgiev up there and have to deal with that. The kid deserves a lot of money. I want, you know, you know how I feel about Georgiev here. I think he's uh, very much like Richter. Uh, love his style, his maturity, and everything else. And I, I think he should be the heir apparent right now. And right now, KD, all we have to go on for that is he's just proving it out on the ice. Like I said, we're moving away from that Tampa Bay blowout. Hopefully, something like that doesn't happen. And then again, you got to look at what's happening in front of him. So we've both duly noted and everybody else who's, you know, doing podcasts and columns and tweeting about this stuff. It's the team in front. The Rangers right now still don't have a a solid defensive system in place. They've got a lot of talent there. uh, But again, the shots on goal consistently go up. And and just touching on that real quick, KD, before we kind of wrap this little quick cast up here in a few minutes is uh, your take on Stahl coming back last night. I want to ask you about that. Uh, a couple of the negatives I want to point out was uh, we got beat up pretty bad in the face-off circle. It still seems to be a pretty uh, strong weakness of ours as well. Um, they don't seem to be able to get a good handle on that and strengthen that asset out. Um, and, again, five more penalties, and I know uh, you know Lemieux took another fighting penalty, but just those three things real quick as far as last night. Anything, any comments you have on that? Yeah, I mean, look, Stoll, Stoll's going to struggle. I mean, he's – you know, he's he's older now. He's obviously gone through all the injuries in his career, the concussions, the eye injury. And, you know, he's going to struggle out there. He's struggled for the last couple of years and he, he struggled last night. And, 
you know, I, I don't know that he's any better or worse than Hayek has been. So, I, I you know, the defense will, will continue to struggle, not because of Stahl. I think just because of, of the way that they're playing, the systems that they're playing, they just don't seem to be working right now, whatever it is, um, whether it's that they're not playing aggressive enough or not enough pressure on the puck or, you know, however you want to describe it, they got to figure it out system-wise, not, you know, personnel-wise. The personnel is the personnel. I think that Quinn and Ruff and whoever is putting the defense together needs to look at their personnel and say, what type of defensive scheme do we need to put in place here that works for the talents of our defensemen? And then go from there. Um, so that's, to me, you know, from my unexpertise opinion on all this, um, you know, that's what they should do. A coach should, should make their defensive plan or any plan that they have for the team based on the talents of, of the players that they have. It doesn't seem like they're doing that right now. And until they do, they're going to continue to struggle. And your thoughts on their face-off uh, issues and, and Lemieux's fight there? Um, I, you know, I have a little, I look, I, I get that Lemieux, you know, took out one of their guys and, and look, you got to pay the piper when you do that. I just feel like, unfortunately, the Rangers this year have been fighting when they're winning, like when they're up a couple of goals. And I, I never think that that's a good idea. You, you're only asking to give momentum to the other team. You know, they're down, they're out. I mean, last night it was later in the game. I was very doubtful that that Vegas was going to come back, but. Why even bother? Like, why do anything to spark the other team by, by getting into these fights? You saw Smith did it one night. Lemieux's done it a couple of times now. So you have to pick your spots, I think, especially now because fighting really is going sort of by the wayside in this league. You know, you really have to do pick your spots or if it's, it's part of a, you know, sort of the, what's happening in the play. You know, your passions are running high. So, but I, I think they got to be a little bit smarter. And I love Lemieux. I love everything that he brings to the table. The kid's got, uh, you know, uh, a talent level skill-wise, hockey-wise, and then he's got the toughness, the grinding ability. So I love him. But I think he's got to do a better job of picking his, his spots, you know, when it comes to fighting. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. There's, uh, I mean, unless something obviously happens in a game where he's protecting somebody, uh, different kind of a story. But, uh, yeah, I know I totally agree with you in terms of uh, there's a right time for everything. I mean, it's few and far between anyway with fighting these days, but um, – I think yeah, you gotta you gotta pick your uh, your best moments to do that. So uh, we'll see what happens. All right, buddy. So look, thirty three points, six in the Metro uh, Tuesday night uh, at the Kings, then San Jose, and then uh, into Anaheim on Saturday, and then they come back for a game against Nashville at the Garden on Monday, and then following Friday, uh, Toronto. That's the next five. Um, you know, you were talking about how you think they're gonna go. I'm kind of with you. The, to start off with two points is great. And uh, I'd love to see them get all eight. I think they can. Uh, and I think last night was a great uh, boost of confidence for them. But uh, we'll see what happens. we got some wounded teams that they're running into. Uh, teams with kind of nothing to lose there. So it's not going to be easy. A great test for them. And also we talked about um, them bonding on this trip as well, too. And hopefully that's going to help them coming back uh, to the East Coast. Buddy, before we go, we gotta, i got to get your take on uh, Brendan Smith's breakaway goal the other night against uh, the Canadians, man. What is he drinking? I don't know. It's pretty awesome, though. I, I, I put something on Twitter. I said, uh, you know, raise your hand if you thought uh, Brendan Smith had moves like that. Um, and I don't think anybody rose their hand because that's uh, I did not expect that. Yeah, I, he, maybe he's been hanging out with Panarin. You know, Panarin's rubbing off on everybody. So, you know, get everybody's, you know, with a locker room stall next to that guy. Um, but uh, it's awesome to see, you know, and a goal like that, too, because, you know, the team loves Smith as much as, 
you know, he gets crap from fans. You know, the team loves a guy like that. And I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago about how he's taking uh, Kako under his wing. And uh, I, I bet you the team appreciates that sort of that veteran presence who, who he'll do anything. One of those guys who do anything for the team, anything for a win. So you, you knew the team that must have gotten them so sky high to see him bury that goal. That was that was pretty sweet. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, man. Good stuff. These are the kids, man. What are you going to say, yeah. buddy? No, I was going to say, by the way, did you see what's going on with my guy uh, Kratzoff over in Russia? Uh, yeah, it's a bit of a mess. Yeah, he uh, he got demoted from the KHL to there. The KHL's AHL, I think it's called like the VHL or something. Goodness gracious. Well, What I, a mess. Yeah, buddy. And I, I tell you what, man. I think all of us right now should step back and kind of get that J.D. and Gorton know what they're doing because they obviously saw something, and it's been, you know, to see him drop and then drop, there's something going on there. So uh, I think we need to give it a little tip of the hat there for J.D. and Gorton and maybe not be so susceptible to questioning these guys going forward. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, there were a lot of Ranger fans that were all over the all over management and Quinn for dropping him into the AHL. And he should have been on the opening night roster. And now this guy can't even stick with a KHL team. So it, it's it's a little concerning. I, you know, we discussed it, obviously, at the time when it all went down, uh, when the when he decided to go back to Russia that we thought, I mean, at least I thought it was a bad idea, you know, to get away from the organization where you could learn you know, what the Rangers organization wants from him. He can learn the North American game um, and, and really try to succeed here. Instead, he decided going back to the KHL was best for him. Look, you know, he knows himself better than we do. You know, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt, but now it seems to sort of blown up in his face. Um, I think that the Rangers would be smart to get a call to his agent and try to get him back over here ASAP. You know, I, I don't know if he's if, if he's pretty down on himself which i'm sure he is and maybe a call from the ranger saying hey why don't you come back over here you know we'll get you on the ahl team we'll, we'll try to build you back up and uh get you back and get you on the nhl roster hopefully by the spring i i think that's the way the rangers should go i'm not giving up on him yet he's still you know 19 years old plenty of time to get this kid's head straight and his game straight so you know it, it's it's a mess don't get me wrong right now it doesn't look good um, but, uh, you know, there is time to still develop this kid. Yeah, and you know what, Katie? If that all doesn't work out, I'm sure there's a spot down at the team store we can put him in there, put him <laughs> behind the counter, and help with some merchandise and <laughs> bring in some more funds for the team, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah, right. You, feel, you, you feel bad, though. I mean, you do feel bad for the kid. I don't know if he has some, uh, you know, confidence issues and that kind of thing. So, you, you know, I, I – I really hate to come down on him, and, and I'm sure he's in a bad place right now mentally. So, you know, like I said, that's really why I would like the team to, to reach out to him and, and sort of, uh, you know, put out an olive branch, extend an olive branch to him and, uh, you know, hopefully get him back over here and get him right. Get him a case of whatever Smith is drinking, baby. That's all he needs. <laughs> that's right. All right, folks, a little quick cast. We're going to say goodbye. Say goodbye to the folks there, Katie. Goodbye, folks. All right, we'll see you guys Wednesday night for their full episode, the Mark Messier episode, number 11, Wednesday night after the King Games. Take care, everybody, and enjoy the rest of your day. Let's go, Rangers!